the first real milestone that we've had, I think, for the podcast. Um, ten weeks we've been doing this. Ten um, episode hump. Woo! We did it. We made it. We made it over the ten episode hump. <laughs> now we don't have to do anything else. No, we're done. No this, more episodes. Yeah, no, that's not true. Um, this is the we're like we're like the... Quentin Tarantino quitting at ten. Yes, exactly. Um, this ha, is a movie actually, joke. Ha. That is a movie joke. See, this is actually the last. I had had illustrated my movie knowledge <laughs> for the audience, so they know we're worth listening to. Okay, you gotta, you gotta get those inside jokes. <laughs> okay. As I was saying, this is the last week that will be exactly formatted like this. Um, this is actually the last week we're going to do rankings for at least a little while. Um, we have an, something special planned for the next ten weeks. But, uh, you know, we're running out of movies that we've all seen every movie in a series of. So we kind of have to switch over to something else. But uh, one more week of that. Uh, so we're going to rank the Hobbit movies today. We are also going to uh, talk about... Star Trek Beyond. But first, guys, I've been watching a lot of Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. Aaron recommended it to me. It's an mm-hmm. outstanding show. It's hilarious. I huh? I told you. Oh, yeah, you did. You did tell me. It's hilarious. And the best part of the show, I'd say, are the musical numbers. And that got me thinking, what are the best musical numbers in TV or movies? We're not just a boy band made up of four Josh's We're also a team of licensed mental health professionals Wingman I can wear They're also debonair The perfect way to snare a girl with daddy issues Now, I think we'll each say two We'll let go around like we did uh, the, the scores And, uh Talk about it that way. Would you guys mind if I went first? No, go ahead. All right. Well, my first one actually is not from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's actually not from a show that is a musical at all. It is a TV show, though. Um, and this is Nothing Suits Me Like a Suit from How I Met Your Mother. Um, oh, that, that was actually one of the ones I thought of. Oh, you. Well, no, I have... Too bad. <laughs> it wasn't one of my uh, picks, but that was one of the ones that uh, sprung to mind. Yes, um... Nothing Suits Me Like a Suit is the song Barney Sings, Barney Stinson, about his suits. Um, and it just captures the feeling and the tone of Barney more than anything. Like, I mean, there are the darker episodes where you see kind of a, you know, a sadder side to his character. But this is like the fun-loving song. But, uh, yeah, it's there are other great musical numbers from the show. Uh, Let's Go to the Mall. Of course, being one of them, Sandcastles in the Sand. Um, Basically, all the no, not all the Robin Sparkles ones, but some the, of them are not so great. They um, kind of dragged it out too long, but yeah, yeah. But uh, I just feel like this is probably the best one on the show. It kind of comes out of nowhere because he's she's, he's just talking to this girl, and she's like, "It's either me or the suits," and then he just goes into this huge Broadway musical. Uh, about how much he loves his suits it's so easy to sing along with it and it's just so catchy i'll listen to it in the car every now and then just throw it on and be like yeah this is this gets me pumped but i don't know. I, i've not seen uh i've seen a few episodes of how i met your mother sporadically but i've not like sat down and watched the entire series but i have seen this episode that you're talking about yes and i can't agree with you that this it's a it's a fun song, but yeah, like the whole the whole choreography that goes with the episode, just everything in that episode yeah. that goes with that song is just very well done. 
and enjoyable, in my opinion. Indeed, indeed. Aaron, I mean, you've watched How I Met Your Mother. You you know. Yep. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> you, you know. <laughs> um, no, I, I really like this. I mean, I think Neil Patrick Harris is a great singer, obviously. Yeah. You know, I love him from Dr. Horrible. Which oh, I haven't gosh. seen. I almost should have picked Dr. Horrible. I don't know if that counts, but... <laughs> it counts. But then, yeah, like what David said, like the extensive choreography of the whole thing, you know, there's just yes. like... I'm not sure if that was like an actual street in... Uh, I don't I, don't I doubt they filmed was... in New York, but... No. They just uh, the expansive set they used then with the and all the actors they got around. They got the whole cast plus all the extras. It was very impressive for you know like a, a traditional multi can sitcom. You know, yeah. Like it, it, I think it's one of the things that shows why How I Met Your Mother stands out from the pack of all these sitcoms that are kind of yeah. like feel so samey. It's just like their ability to like break format and do stuff like that musical number. Yeah, and they, they tried so many different things, so many different kinds of episodes, and this was like one of the best things I think they tried in the whole show. Um, never even tried to replicate it for as long as that show dragged on. They uh, just kind of. Well, I mean, that it... was their one hundredth episode, I believe. Yeah, that was their one hundredth episode. Oh. Uh, you know, see, I watched it on Netflix, so I don't. Thing. I don't know. Well, I did too. <laughs> Oh, well, never mind. Pretty sure I only, I only watched the final season live on TV. Oh, okay. Which... The best one. We're not going to get into that. It's... All right. Yeah, so, I haven't, no, I haven't seen it. The best. David, seen it. David hasn't seen it. I know, but I'm just going to say this point. Some of those episodes nope. are the best in the series, I'd say. Some of the near final ones... There's, like, two two or three great episodes We're not going to spoil it for you, David. Yeah, no spoilers. Two or three great episodes. The rest of it's just. I'd say the bullet one is probably one of the best. Oh episodes. no, the <gasps> bullet one's so bad. Are you kidding me? <laughs> all right, like I said. No. Okay, we, we should just do a podcast all about How I Met Your Mother one time. David has to watch binge watch yeah. the entire series, and then we'll do an episode or something. <sighs> it's so good. All right. Anyway, well, who wants to go I'm next? Gonna, I'll go next. All right, David, go. Um. Well, my, mine's going to be quite simple. I'm sure, and Jacob, you can guess it, and so can you, Aaron. I choose, it is from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, the Nightman spectacle that Charlie put on for the waitress. Yep. See, yes. okay, but this is this is my thing. I, I like the episode. I like it a lot. I think it's, a, it's funny, but I don't understand how everyone thinks it's like, like it's on a lot of people's list. It's that it's the top episode for being like super funny for them. And like I didn't like I thought it was funny, but like not one of the best episodes. Like it was a whole spectacle. It was real. It was real weird. And I but I still enjoy the episode. Well, I think the the reason it's so high on so many people's lists is less because of the hilarity of it. Um, it's definitely not one of the funniest episodes. I think it is one of the most well-made and most well-written and well-acted episodes. There, there is a lot of funny stuff in there. Well, there is. The troll hole, you know, or the boys I, hole. That's I, what I like seeing, seeing Frank as a troll is just yeah. quite interesting. <laughs> yeah. And the boys hole, I just, I didn't see that, but... Yeah. I mean, it, it is a great episode. I really do love it. There are great lines, of course. The the ending, the ending's one of my favorite things yeah. about that episode. <laughs> Charlie proposing to the waitress. <laughs> the D's improvisation at the end of their uh -huh. song, where she has to like explain she isn't a pedophile. 
I'm it's very just, disappointed. I didn't. We we didn't get to see it when it was a live show when they actually. Toured. Oh yeah, I know, yeah, right? That would have been amazing. Yeah, it was before uh, before I got into it, but anyway, um, yeah, that's, that is a great one. Now, does it, did anyone else pick anything from Always Sunny? So can we like mention a couple of the other ones that are awesome from it? Yeah, go ahead. Frank's Little Beauties. I I watched that episode today. <laughs> that uh, that musical number's great. And he's like, I don't diddle little children. <laughs> uh, Charlie's songs for the bar in the yeah. gang tries desperately to win an award. Um, just anything really from that show is really great. Dayman and Nightman. Dayman and Nightman, of course. Anyway, thank you, David. Aaron, what is your first one? All right, I'm actually going to go very old school on you oh, guys. Here we go. Let's do it. I'm going to go rain. with Singing in the Rain, but hey! not, not Singing in the Rain, the song from Singing in the Rain. I'm actually going to go with the song uh, Make Him Laugh from Singing in the Rain. Okay. Now, I have not seen this yet, so... Did I put it on your list? You did. It is on the list. All right. Yeah. No, I just I just watched this for the first time, like, earlier this year, probably. I think okay. it was. Aaron, but, uh, yeah. Uh, so you may want to just forward me that list if you don't mind, or Jake. I can, yeah. yeah. Sure. You talk about the, you talk about this list. I'm like, oh yeah, I know. Well, I'm, yeah, it was it was just the list of a hundred movies. Movie, that yeah. I thought Jacob had not seen yet that I think he should have seen. I mean, I haven't seen any of them except for the Iron so, Giant. So you you probably haven't seen most of them either. So I can send well, it to you. I haven't seen a lot of movies. Yeah, just saw saw the past. All right, Aaron. Oh, <laughs> anyway, I'm just but like I saw this for the first time earlier this year, and I enjoyed it for the most part. Definitely, I could see why it's like hailed as such a classic. But it was really that uh, the song "Make Him Laugh" that really just like stuck out to me as just like a really great song and a really well done uh, musical number because there's just this very impressive choreography going on the whole thing like he's just uh there's so much slapstick comedy and there's like backflips and pratfalls and all these things mixed into this routine but like there's it's like so complicated just the way he has to move from all these different stunts while singing and you know the camera like doesn't really cut in between most of them so i just thought it was very technically uh impressive you know okay yeah so that's interesting i I just Thought it was very a very impressive piece of filmmaking. So I didn't want to. Oh, sorry, <laughs> sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt you. I'm just saying I'm very much looking forward to watching that. Hopefully soon, I'll have to find it on Amazon because I doubt I'll be able to find it in Best Buy or anything. So, all right. Well, I guess we'll move on to my next one. Um, I think we might be able to do three because we're going through these kind of quickly. They're pretty easy to talk about. I didn't come to the table with three. How did okay. I search? <laughs> okay. Well, then we can, Aaron and I can throw some back and forth then, right? I mean, you have quite a few. Maybe. Yeah. Right. I well, I'm going to go with more. one for Crazy Ex-Girlfriend now. Um, All right. I feel like TV shows have the best music in them, maybe. Just because they go on for so long and they're able to try new things, whereas movies have such a a limited time span uh, that maybe they don't get to just throw music in randomly. <laughs> but, I mean, Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is not random. It is a musical TV show. Um, but the, the piece, I guess, the song I'm going to choose is a boy band made up of four Joshes. Oh, yes. Um, 
actually just recently nominated for an Emmy for choreography. That song? Yeah. Good. Because <laughs> the choreography is really good. Especially the line about uh, nightmares <laughs> where you, you tend to die or whatever. He does like the little news thing. <laughs> it's very good. But um, So this is a song that uh, Rebecca is the main character's name, I believe, yeah. right? I always get her name and like the actual actress's name mixed up because they're so close. Right, because they have the same initials. Yeah. So, this is Rebecca and her crush. Uh, she so Rebecca has like the thing about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend is that it deals with mental health issues in a way that is like kind of adult and like you know it, it deals with them in not quite as adult as like BoJack Horseman would, but it it doesn't dance around them or whatever. It, it this whole song is about her childhood trauma and like it doesn't it doesn't make light of them yeah. but it makes them fun i guess yeah. if that makes sense yeah thank you thank you you said that better than i could but um so this is her fantasy of her crush in the <laughs> like in way of him acting like a 98 degrees band what was the name of the band from the show room temperature oh, room temperature, room room temperature. temperature. <laughs> so it's him playing all those parts and just her just fantasy the, of him yeah. in a boy band. Yeah. She wanted to watch a boy band when she was younger. That's why she hates parties. Yes. Yep. But uh, it, just the lyrics in this are really great. Uh, it, so there's like the, the one about how every guy you date is just a stand in for your dad or whatever. <laughs> and it's like, she just goes, yeah. <laughs> like, um, there's well. uh yeah, well, because her dad left when she was, like, 12. These like, are these or... don't even really count as spoilers, they would... No, they don't. Um, You're really grinding my gears. <laughs> this is, like, the third episode of the show. <laughs> but, um... The other lyric is when... It's, it's just the whole end section of the chorus, where they just hold that one note, but just keep going with more and more words. We're like, oh, we're cause, not, yeah, because they're just like, just we're not just a boy band, band. we're medically licensed uh, mental health physicians and, or whatever yeah like specializing in uh personality and sleep disorders <laughs> and love and love and love <laughs> um it's just really it's silly but at the same time there's like this dark tint to it where it's like this girl is like she has been destroyed by things that have happened in her life and it, it really kind of begins to show you that that's like the first episode where you kind of get a look into it. Like, you know, she has like some problems in the first few episodes, but then you're like, oh, she's like really messed up over this still. Oh, just wait. There's some. Oh, there's well, some great. Yeah, he's further than I am in the show. I finished it. Oh, you finished it? Oh, all right. right. This season, yeah. But, so, yeah. yes, the choreography definitely deserved an Emmy nod, though, because I mean, I don't know the. I don't know the actor's name, but the guy who plays Josh... I, I can't plays, remember either. He does all four of the boy band members, and he has, yeah. like, unique, synchronized choreography for all of them. So it's like, you yeah. have to imagine him just, like, uh, performing all of those acts, like, individually, <laughs> and yet they still can come together and be so great. It's very good. So, give, give it the Emmy. Emmy bonus, yes, for if sure. you're listening, which I assume you are. Now, Aaron, are you going to include one from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend, or can can we do some honorable mentions from the show as well? I suppose, well, I don't want to go into great detail for some of them, because, like, you haven't gotten to that point in the show yet. 
Right. But I mentioned I mentioned this one to you on Twitter is one I really loved from near the end of the show was uh I I could if I wanted to. Okay. Which is I don't want to spoil anything for it, but it's basically like a parody of like nineties grunge okay. or whatever. And it's just a fantastic song. And I was like I watched this and I'm like, Oh man, I'm a Greg. I'm I I'm Greg. Greg is me. I'm a Greg. <laughs> oh, well, yeah. So then another song that Greg sings, "Settle for Me," is really, really good. Um, yes. Also, just really sad too. <laughs> like, there's just like. Oh. Well, that's what's great about it. Yeah. Well, yeah. Um, "Settle for Me." Uh, I love my daughter, but not in a creepy way. <laughs> it's an outstanding song. I also love. You haven't gotten to this one yet, but I give good parent. Okay. Like, uh, kind of like a rap song that she does. And it's it's fantastic. I that can imagine what it's you, about. But... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. It's on Netflix. You should really watch it. It's an outstanding show. Like, just deserves all the Emmys. Every single one of them. Even it for did, Best Drama. It didn't, sure. it didn't get the, like, main award. You know, like, Best hmm. Comedy or Best Actress or anything. But it should Well, have. how dare they? Anyway, David, what's next? What do you got for us? I can pull three. This one, this one, you, you guys can are gonna pull get three. Better, All right. I think so. My next one is gonna be the, everything from SpongeBob SquarePants. <laughs> I don't know if we can count that. But okay. Why? Why can we not? Why can we not count? No, we we basically one. just did everything from Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. So I pick, we picked one specific so, one. Pick one okay, specific pick, one to start, and then one, we can go. Pick on. your favorite, and then like some honorable mention kind of thing. Well, Do not get his copyrights. <laughs> my my uh, iPhone screen's been acting a little janky recently. I one of my favorite songs that I remember from them is when they um, go to the Super Bowl, and it, it's they sing "Sweet Sweet Victory" because that oh, fantastic. is yes. a fantastic episode with with Patrick on the drums, Squidward just like shoving it in Squilliam's face how he has a band. It's just—it's ever- oddly inspiring. It you really know? is. You're just it like, really is. Why do I feel so good about this? It, it's SpongeBob's um, heartwarming vocals in that episode is just phenomenal. Like, great. But like, okay, so so on top of that episode, SpongeBob also gives us the original theme song, which who can sing the SpongeBob theme song? Every single one of us can sing it right now, I would say. Could you? Yeah, Jake? Yeah, that's my yeah, I mean, it gives us It gives us the Goofy Goober song and the Goofy Goober rock in the movie. Goofy Goober rock was phenomenal, in my opinion. You got the Campfire song song. You got the Rip My Pants. You got Where's Gary. You okay, now you're the, getting to, like, some... The, the best day ever. All these are just... Wait, wait, not... wait, what about... Uh... Fun, like the the yeah. F is for friends who do stuff yeah. together. The fun song. Did, did you did mention that, that one? one? No, you did not mention that oh. one. And then Plankton awesome. comes in with his antiverse. F is for the fire that burns out the whole town. Used for the uranium bombs. I mean, just every single character in that. Great, like all the music coming from that show is great. Used to be. I don't know. I can't speak to the new ones because I haven't watched well, SpongeBob for years. Yeah, yeah. I, the, all the old animation. Alright. Is that fair? No, that's fair, yeah. First, all the seasons before the movie. 
first five seasons, movie, show is done. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah, I'd agree with that. All right, Aaron, what's your next one? Uh, my next one is from Scott Program versus the World. I had this in my list. And just uh, the song that the first Evil X sings. Oh, when, like, um, he first arrives. Is this a different one than you were thinking? That is a different one, yeah. But oh, continue with this one. Well, this is the one I wanted to highlight. It's like there's, there's definitely a good songs throughout the entire thing. But just the instant where the first Evil X like comes down from like he's like floating or whatever when they're at the battle yeah. of the bands. I, got, I don't and remember it just his floats name, down. I don't remember it either. I'm just gonna call him First Evil X. Okay. And then he just, but then just as soon as he starts singing this odd song, I it's that so... was the moment I'm just like, what is this movie? Like it's so why? awkward, but like in the best way possible. <laughs> it's just like that was the moment where like I fell in love with the movie, and I was just like, this movie is a combination of so many awesome things that like it's such a bizarre combination, but it really works. I can't find it. But yeah, it is really good. The one that I was going to uh, going to mention is the... I don't know the name of it, but it's the song that um, Scott Pilgrim's ex sings when they go to the club. Uh, well, what's oh, it? it's uh, Black Sheep. Black Sheep. Yes, okay. Thank and you. it's uh, Brie Larson. Yes. I was very upset that the soundtrack does not have the version that Brie Larson sung, because that one's actually superior to the one on the soundtrack. What is the one on the soundtrack? It's uh, by, I think, Metric, the band Metric. Oh, I do like Metric, but I, I do like the the uh, version that Brie sings. But it's it's just not the same, because the film version is just Yes, it's great. great. But yeah, that and the bass battle between uh, Scott Pilgrim and uh, Brandon Routh, whose character's name I can't remember. Oh, Todd. Todd Stephen. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, that, that, whole, uh, that whole movie is outstanding. David, you need to watch Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. It is great. Yeah, you not I remember, I'm not. I remember seeing, like, trailers for it, and I was like, this, what is this movie it's supposed to be? in my top ten favorite movies of all time. Like, that movie. It's so it's above the trailers. That they, oh, that yes. They oh, yes. Okay. Yeah, like, actually, it, it, like, bombed at the box office, because, like, no one, like, the marketing wasn't, like, any good or whatever, but, like, since then, it's just become, like, a cult hit, because it's really good. Yeah, Aaron So, just, I, would gi- I would give it a try, if you, even if you didn't like the trailers. Yeah, Aaron recommended it to me, like, two years ago, maybe one year ago now. I just watched it, and I was like, yep, and I'll just watch it every now and then, just throw it on, and do some work behind it or something. It's good, Anna Kendrick good. and Albert Plaza help with that, right, Lacey? <laughs> Yes, they are both in it. And just a bunch of uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, uh, Michael Sarah, of course. It's a very good cast. Brandon Routh, right. Chris Evans. Oh, yeah, Chris Evans, yeah. I always forget Chris Evans is in it. So good. Oh, really? Yeah, Chris Evans is in yeah. it, yeah. He What's plays he like a movie star. Yeah. Just so like here we go. Really, Let me just run like... through this, uh, this cast list for you, David. Edgar Wright okay. directing, of course, because Edgar Wright's outstanding. Michael right. Sarah, Mary Elizabeth Winstead, Kieran Culkin, Chris Evans, Anna Kendrick, Brie Larson, Allison Pill, Aubrey Plaza, Brandon Ralph, Jason Schwartzman, and Johnny Simmons. Very good cast. Just yeah, really good. All right, was it my turn for? Uh... I suppose. All right, we'll do one more round. Um, 
Les Miserables, all of it. <laughs> I know I can't the do it. The 2012 one? Yes. Yes. Now, I've not seen the older nope. version. Nope. Do you not like it? It's not great. It's it's one of those films where it's just like, it was such a phenomenon, and then I watched it, and I was like, this isn't that good. Well, I, I, I was really book. moved by so it. I don't hate it. I'm just like, I, di- I didn't see what the appeal about it was, oh, really. I, have you seen the older ones or no? No. Oh, okay. Well, then, you're kind but of... like, the 2012 one. one did that weird thing where, like, they... Sang the, had the thing. They sang live on, yeah. in, in front of the cameras. Oh, yeah. So like, it's literally just, everything like, is singing in the movie. There is no... And there's dialogue. so much singing. And there's, there's so much singing. And, like, when they do slip into, like, you know, like the more unrefined notes or whatever. It feels you know real what I mean? at that point to me. I don't know. I, I, I guess, but at the same time, it's a bit grating to have, like, three hours of that, you know? I did not find it that way at all. I really did love this movie. All right, all I, right, make saw, your case. I saw it live on Broadway, and I was like, this is not as good as the movie, <laughs> which is probably, like, blasphemy to everyone. But um, my favorite one in the song is One Day More. I don't think there's anything else that could really possibly stand against that um just because you have every all, nearly every character in the song singing in the song you, you know the, it's all leading up to the climactic battle of the film um but yeah i mean aaron hates it so actually, well <laughs> now you brought it up there was actually one i actually almost picked one from lame is actually even though i don't really like the rest of the film but there was one that i really liked i don't know the name of it though but it's when uh Master of the house no, it's when, who is in that, Russell Crowe and Hugh Jackman are, like, they're doing, like, a duet kind of thing. Um, oh, the confrontation. Yes. Oh, that my God, one, that is one. That was, like, the one moment in the film when I was like, this is really good. I love this. Yes, that scene is outstanding. That song is outstanding. Oh, I love that movie. But, yeah, Master of the House as well is really great. And then the... Uh, I can never know how to pronounce this word. The reprise? Reprise, thank you. (laughs) The reprise of Master in the House is also outstanding when they're at the wedding or whatever. Um, Very good. Very good film. David, I don't know if you like musicals. Do you like musicals? Uh, If you ever want to bawl your eyes out, watch this movie. (laughs) It's so emotional. Or don't. Or don't, David. I'm, I'm going to take a hard pass. Okay. Well, I have it if you, uh, if you ever want to watch it. But, Lacey, yes. just so you know, there is a Les Mis parody song later on in Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. That's just exciting. So you know. That's exciting. All right, David, what is your third one? <laughs> I know um, I'm going to get a lot of heat for this one. Oh, no. You ready? Oh, I'm ready. Yep. High School Musical. <laughs> Which song? Breaking Free. Why that one? It was either, it was either that or Start Something New. I, I was debating it for a while. Going, like High School Musical 2 territory right now. No, 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 not at all. Are you kidding me? Uh, I Don't Dance. There's some extreme sexual tension between uh, Lucas Gabriel and the other guy that I can't remember. Which is like... Did, was this a thing that was going to happen in this movie? Like, I don't know. <laughs> so, so when I, I, um, my family drove to Florida, 
one year when this movie like came out ish, and we had we had TV a TV in our car to play like movies obviously, and so my sisters were in charge of packing the movies. Guess what the only movie is that they packed? High School Musical. They only packed High School Musical. Therefore, for it's what a 22 ish hour drive to Florida. Twenty to twenty. Oh God. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> the whole yeah. way. The whole way, David. Was it the whole way? Please tell me it was not the whole twenty-two hour drive. It was the whole twenty-two hour drive. So this this movie has been embroidered. <laughs> Into my brain. Oh my god. That's and you awesome. still yeah. like it though. And you still pick it as a song. <laughs> I told you I was struggling for the I'm like, oh, that's a musical. I, I mean, I remember, because I, I know every single word. Like, like if you play me the soundtrack right now, I, uh, karaoke, I don't need the words. Crank it out, easy. Good, good. But, but my one complaint was Troy Bolton played it by Zach Efron. Did not use his actual voice. It was mixed by an English voice artist, which was, I, which in my opinion, it's not true. the best choice. But in the second one, he goes like, "Oh yeah, we can sing everything this time." Like, why did I do that the first time? Like, just messing up the He's whole. He's more confident than two, David. Can't you tell? And then there but was not- High School Musical three, that came out the same day as like the final Saw movie. So it was the most awkward. All right, so I went to go see it with my sister and my mom. Uh, High School Musical High School Musical 3 or Saw. Not Saw. (laughs) But it was the strangest mix of audiences at a movie theater I've ever seen. (laughs) Like, these people who are just in it for gore to see the new Saw movie, and then these little kids going to see High School Musical 3. So now that Saw 8 is officially happening, maybe they did do High School Musical 4. I think that's a thing that should happen. Gotta keep the tradition alive. I think, actually, there is a High School Musical 4 in the works. Because oh, you know, you know how we talked about how Hollywood runs out of, out of ideas. I think it needs money. Is. You mean Disney Channel as, runs out as of ideas? Indicated by my statement that an eighth Saw film is in the work. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, Breaking Free from High School Musical. So, Aaron, what is your final? Uh, what is the final one you're going to give us? Final one is. I guess I'm gonna. I'm. I'm not. Sh- I have a couple of picks, and I'm trying to think which one okay. I want to go with. But I'm gonna go with. Uh, That's how you know from Enchanted. Ooh, very good choice. <laughs> very good choice. So just excellent, you know, song. Very, I guess, uh, clever, you know. Yeah. And also kind of in- inspiring in a way. Yeah. Very endearing. Then, but then Amy Adams like, does a great job with it. Yes, Amy Adams does an excellent... That's probably like her best role ever, in my opinion. Her best role She's ever. Enchanted. Yeah. I like her in The Muppets. She is good in The Muppets. Which but is another just... movie I wanted to include, but... Oh, yeah. That could have always made it. <sighs> but, like, just... Uh, that's how you know, just, like, the whole choreography through Central Park kind of thing, like incorporating all these odd characters and cultures you'll see in New York and just having this really spectacular choreographed sequence that, I don't know, because like, they performed that live at the Oscars that year because it was nominated for Best Original Song. Right. And just like watching it live, you just especially appreciate 
uh, all the work that goes into making sure all the people are coordinated during that. So, yeah, that's why I love. It. Yeah, that is a very great moment in that film. I do like that film overall too. Just it's a great movie. Um, surprisingly enough, a movie Disney hasn't tried to make a sequel to. So, They're working on it. Are they really? They're working on it. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's a movie yeah. that does not need a sequel at all. It ends perfectly fine. It's like, whatever. Anyway, that is our list of our favorites. Uh, some of our favorite musical numbers in TV and film. Now, we are going to move on to the upcoming movies of the week. My dad joined Starfleet because he believed in it. I joined on a dare. Long time ago, I had a friend named Diana. I found out something really bad happened to her. The first one on the list is Star Trek Beyond. How do we feel about Star Trek Beyond, guys? That is just the third. This is the third of the... The third of the reboot, reboot? of yeah. the series. I, I saw the original reboot, the first one. Right. I actually I actually liked I I've not seen a single Star Trek episode movie to save my life. I'm not a star I'm not a Trekkie. I saw the first one with my dad. I surprisingly enjoyed it. Did not see the second one. Second one's even better. Even better than the first? No. Yes. It's not even better. No. Yes it is. Yes, it, 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 does it does no. it hold up, Aaron? Does it yes, hold it up is. the first? Like, is it okay? Is it okay as the first one is? Yeah, is I would it... say if, if you enjoyed the first film, you would probably enjoy the second one. I I like the film. I'm just saying it's not as good as the first one. It is, okay. in my opinion. Well, okay. So, since I've not seen the second one, it's hard for me to get hyped for this third one. Right. It looks cool, but what? I don't know what's going on. I mean, I feel like they're mostly standalone. You know, kind of like you might list a little bit in the character arcs slightly, but even that's not all that significant. I think you could jump into the third one if you wanted. Yeah, to. I'd, I'd agree with that actually. Mm, that's true. I, I like... want to feel. I want to feel right inside though. Like if, well, then, about... just watch the second one, David. <laughs> Come on. If yep, anything, it feels like three borrows more on one because in the trailer they talk about uh, uh, Captain Kirk's dad, and like you know, you see him at the beginning of the original, not original. Original reboot film. God, it's so kind That's the point we're at, Hollywood. You have yep. to specify original reboot. Yeah. What are you doing? What are you doing? <laughs> but yeah. Um, so yeah, we kind of talked about this a little bit when I used uh, the original the original reboot Star Trek as one of my uh, Fall in Your Stars reviews. But um, I, I mean, the trailers for Beyond... The first one was really bad. It and, was very bad. Just yeah. the whole Beastie Boys song playing yeah. so loud over the entire thing. It's just, this doesn't feel like Star now, Trek. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I do like that song. But but it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit it was in the Star original, Trek. It was in the original reboot of Star Trek. Okay, it doesn't fit. It still doesn't really fit Star Trek, though. Even oh, if it was in that original reboot. It's supposed to show that he's angsty, and you know he's a he's an angsty teen. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. Yep. But um, I say but um a lot. <laughs> so, but the newest trailer is actually I enjoyed it. It, it played before Mike and Dave need wedding dates, and I I personally quite enjoyed it. 
I did as well, outside of the Rihanna song, which yeah, also does not, not fit Star Trek. No, not a fan. I'm not a fan of Rihanna to begin with, though, so that might just be on me. Fun fact about Rihanna. So Rihanna, like, announced a world tour. And so, I, like, a lot of people are like, oh, yeah, like, we like Rihanna. We're going to buy tickets to a world tour. Two days later, Beyonce announced her world tour. Everyone sold their Rihanna tickets back to the oh, to the people. Oh, they're both off. So I don't to like go buy. Be- oh, dude, you just like insulted a very, very large, probably all of America. That's fine. You just I don't like Beyonce. Probably like all of our listeners. Sorry, you can like Beyonce. That's fine. I just do. I'm do not understand the appeal at all. But I just thought was, I just thought it was funny how she uh like she's like, oh yeah I have a world tour that Beyonce was like what's up everyone and they just <laughs> sold out like that. Nice, yeah. nice. I didn't. I listened to the Rihanna song uh, individually from the trailer. I was like, yeah, it's all right, but I just it doesn't fit the Star Trek universe, so I don't know why they went that route. You got to get a big name on there. I don't know why a song would sell you on a movie. Hopefully, the Ghostbusters. Well, I mean, if they play it enough on the if they play it like enough on the radio kind of thing, you're like eventually like. Yeah, maybe I'll go see that movie. Like, I think that's what happened with Skyfall. That's, like, why Skyfall was so big was because Adele's theme was playing so much on the radio, getting in all these Adele music fans who might normally not have been a James Bond movie-going type, you know? Yeah, no, I gotcha. That's a good point. I like that. But, yeah, hopefully, hopefully Beyond is good. It looks like reviews are saying that it's good. Most of them are pretty positive, so... Yeah, they seem to indicate like it's very like lightweight, action heavy kind of thing. Like the like the first two really were the first two reboot movies. <laughs> the original reboots. The original yeah. reboots. I think Just that's like kind of that. what you get yourself into when you get a director like Justin Lin on your uh, on your film. So right. Anyway, that is that movie. Now, guys, <laughs> it's time to talk about the movie. I know you're all very excited for. Ice Age Collision Course. I want to talk about this movie because... <laughs> go, that, go ahead. In your sarcasm, I'm actually excited for this movie. Uh, yes. Oh. <laughs> look at me in disgust. Okay, so, I like I like Ice Age. I don't know why I do. I really like the first one. first one was great. And, I don't, I don't know, Synthes Loft just, just does it for me. He's just kind of funny. I don't know. But it's after weird. after this yeah, is their one is fifth fine film, enough. isn't it a bit tiresome? Y- yes, yes, it's a bit tiresome. But I feel like these um, sequels to the original have all been, in my opinion, they've all been decent and still had some comedic value to them. Not, I'm not saying that they all have been like, oh, they're they're getting better and better. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying. There's something there's something that always draws me back to Ice Age. Maybe it's is it Scat the Squirrel um, with that acorn? Yeah, it's getting so, so old. It's getting so old. I, I don't know. When did come out? Was that like 2001? 2001. They're still going, Aaron. <laughs> Sorry, David. You can. Uh, we're not like uh, trying I'm... to disparage you liking them. I just don't no. understand your. And I don't necessarily know why I lo- I like them, but I think I would rather watch. Ice Age um, and all of the Ice Age because like what's another cartoon series that um, has sequels like Shrek I, I don't really like the Shrek sequels but like I, I liked the Ice Age sequels better than like I think they're above average for sequels in my opinion 
I've well, seen the first three, I believe. And the first one, I don't think I've seen since I was a kid. So I'm like, I think I liked it as a kid, but I don't know if it would hold up or whatever. Right. The second one, it's like, eh, didn't really care for. It's like, this didn't feel necessary or whatever. And then the third one, you got a bit of fun with the dinosaurs, but then the rest of it's just like, okay, now you're really wearing out your welcome to me. I don't know, David. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I didn't really. I, like I agree. Like, like I'm not like looking to go see this movie, but I'm just like, oh, this could be another one. I'll probably go see it because I I always liked them. Yeah, I mean, I it's know. the only thing keeping Ram Ray Romano's career alive at this point, probably. <laughs> so you got to give him that. <sighs> Poor Ray Romano. I love everybody who loves Raymond, but just you can't seem to. Uh... He was on Parenthood, I guess, which people liked. My so mom that. watched that show. She yeah. said she liked it. Yeah, my mom and my sister love it. But, uh, yeah. I don't know. If you like Ice Age, then you'll probably like this movie. But it is the fifth film, and I think they're running out of ideas. <laughs> like, I do wonder like, how it's going to how it's gonna like do at the box office though because like you know it's opening like right after secret life of pets is doing huge That's business true. right now it's coming out finding door just came out like a month before that and did also huge business highest grossing pixar film domestically at this point no and so you know it's kind of like family audiences have better options than another ice age movie yeah so now i believe these movies make billions of dollars like domestic, not domestically. Uh, no, not internationally. Nothing Definitely not. Domestically. <laughs> Let me take a look. Um, so the original Ice Age made three hundred and eighty-three point three million dollars. Two thousand two. It was two thousand two. Then Ice Age: The Meltdown. That was the se- yeah. That was the second. Okay, sorry. Two thousand six. Six hundred and sixty point nine million dollars. Then. Ice Age Dawn of the Dinosaurs, uh, 2009, $886.7 million. <laughs> so they just keep on making more. Continental Drift, which is the most recent one other than this, this one, whatever. I don't think I've seen Continental Drift. That's, I better go watch huh. that. Uh, <laughs> when did that one happen? Wait, what's going on in life? That was 2012. Yeah, there's like, there like pirate yeah. animals on it. Iceberg or something. Yeah. I don't know. I saw the trailers for this and I'm like, I'm avoiding this movie like the plague. I'm yeah. done with this. <laughs> I, I totally agree. But that one made $877.2 million. <laughs> so they're making money. That's why they keep making them. I, Just... mean, I mean, if you were the head team on this movie, would you keep making them, Jake? Well, yeah, if it's making me that much money. <laughs> like... What if you... But there has to be a point that you hit, you know, where people do lose interest, you know. They haven't hit it yet. Those profits have only gone I, up. This one will probably be the one. Maybe not, I don't know, overseas might save it. But domestically, I'm thinking, this is the kind of this point. is, like, the highest grossing, <laughs> like, movie ever, like, internationally? <laughs> I don't know. I, I underestimated the appeal of Secret Life of Pets. So he He's losing the game now. I'm losing the, the uh, fantasy league. Yeah, because of that. So, 
I don't know. Maybe I'm just not in tune with the kids of today. You with, know, with the kids, yo. With the kids. <laughs> like when Hillary, when Hillary Clinton ends her uh, speech, and may the force be with you. When it, when that opened that weekend, did you hear about that? No, that's awesome. No, but I heard about no. the thing. Like she tweeted about Pokemon Go. <laughs> yeah. This weekend or something. Or when she tweeted at Donald Trump, delete your account. <laughs> like, oh like, like she tweeted like. About Pokemon Go, and then someone responded with that, uh, you know, that how you doing, fellow kids joke thing from like yeah. Dirty Rock. Do you know that one? Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's move it. on. Let's move on to the final movie of the week Lights Out, the newest horror film that'll be in theaters. Um, it is being directed by David F. Sandberg. Do we know anything about this man? His yes, filmography because... is empty. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's empty, but. Uh... Lights Out was originally a short he did, a short ah. horror film he did, like five minutes long. And I actually I watched it on YouTube because I heard okay. good things about it. And it was, you know, it was kind of cool. Like, it's not overly scary, but it's just kind of like simple and clever kind of thing. Okay. But, and then so I watched that after I watched the first trailer. And then I guess I think the movie looks like it could have potential. But then, at the same time, I feel like it's falling into the same trap a lot of modern horror movies do that I don't really like, which is, like, the unnecessary backstory to their ghost villain, you know? Like, it's yeah. all feeling too much like the same kind of thing, the way they have these tragic backstories, like, oh, this person was tragically killed, like, 50 years ago, and now they're come back to haunt us and everything. I will And it's say, just explaining though, way too much. I will say... Seeing this trailer, I saw it before a movie that I saw last week, but forgot to mention in the podcast, but I'll mention it this week. Um, it, I was intrigued. Like, the, the mom is like, something very bad happened to her. I don't know what. I'm excited. I want to know. I want to know what happened to this girl that's haunting them. But like in the, they released a di- another trailer, like the second trailer, which revealed like the entire backstory. Well, don't tell me now. <laughs> I'm not going to tell I'm you. I'm excited to see what this. Tra- what trailer did you, the trailer that I saw was stupid. It was like literally like just some girl. I think I'm assuming it's the mom, and she's standing, and then she turns off the light, and then she's like, you see the shadow like of the girl, and then she turns it back on. Yes, that's and, terrifying. Right, yeah. I don't understand what you're not. The dark like freaks me out. So well, I don't know. The trailer's like everyone's afraid of the dark, and I'm like, no, most people are not afraid of the dark. It's actually not that common of a fear. Let me rephrase that, because it sounds like I'm afraid of the dark. I'm not afraid of the dark. I'm afraid of movies that do stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? That, like, stuff only happens when it's dark when you close your eyes or whatever. It's like, why? Why does it have to be like this? (laughs) I I was born in the darkness, molded by it. Like, you were just adopted by the darkness, Jake. (laughs) You are so true. Lights Out Ghost, coming to theaters (laughs) this fall. I don't know. The I trailer looks really good to me. I'm excited for this movie. I'll probably... I mean, I only saw like the 30 second trailer on YouTube, I guess, because oh. like, and it was only that scene. I was like, well, if that's all, I feel like that's all the like. Just keep the lights on. Like, yeah, but I mean, yeah. I just feel like that's like their only scare, you know? Like it, like the the full trailer, like they just do that same thing over and over again. Essentially, it's just like the yeah. lights flash. Is it? On. The lights just... flash off, she's there. The lights flash on, she's not there. They just do but that a couple different times. the whole point is that the mom variations. wants the lights off, right? 
they do. She wants her friend to come back. Something interesting that yeah, like she wants to help out this friend. So it's more that the mom is the threat more than like the ghost is a threat, but then the mom is kind of a part of it too. So it feels like less that just when the lights are off, there's a threat. It feels like this mom is going to do everything that she can to like make sure her friend can come back or whatever. I don't know. I'm very interested by this movie. I will most likely see it. Um, Teresa Palmer is in it. I do like Teresa Palmer. She's a good actress. Have you guys seen Warm Bodies? No, isn't it, isn't that like the, when she's in love with a zombie or yes, something? Yes, that movie is awesome. I like that movie a lot. I, I thought it looked stupid. It did. It looked right. so stupid. The trailers were awful, <laughs> but the movie was actually really funny. I liked it a lot. It's okay. I'm I'm hyperboling, of course, but it's yeah, definitely not yeah. the best movie I've ever seen or anything. But I like it. It's worth a watch. No, we, yeah, we understand. Um, yeah, lights out. Yeah, lights out. I think it. Looks like it has potential, but it also looks like it could possibly be a short, a great idea for a short film stretched too long. You know, so that's my concern. But yeah, I'll probably see it. But just like what? What else? What else are they gonna do? Like oh, like lights can flicker. We'll have to see it. Find out. (sighs) Look at that pitch. Look at that master marketer (laughs) right there. (laughs) I I feel so intrigued to go see this movie now. Oh my goodness. I mean, you know what? You can just go see Ice Age, and then yeah, we'll go I'll, see Lights Out. Yeah, I'll, I'll go see Ice Age. And I'll eat all the popcorn. And I'm gonna hang it. I'm gonna be perfectly happy with that. Just you be the only adult in that children. theater. <laughs> You'll be like me seeing Frozen by myself in a family Dude, filled with children. <laughs> I, I, I nanny for a couple kids. I'll just take them, and then the mom will pay for my movie. Oh, nice. Ding. Of course, interesting. Even even getting a free ticket to Ice Age Five sounds like. like torture yeah i don't know i don't know but yeah like david what if you're getting paid to go to that movie because i don't know definitely see it yeah because yeah, i'd gonna be paid of course i would because that's what i would because oh, i'd be watching you're babysitting them i'm babysitting them, oh so you so. get the free ticket and the babysitting money all right yeah that's worth it it's good reason but yeah you sold me Master marketer over here as well. Yeah, Look at this. we got we got a couple of natural. I feel, I feel like I tra- I feel like I trump Jake's. Just got to see it. That you oh, have God. to see it to know. <laughs> but um, I wanted to say that James Wan is involved in this, and he has made some good as movies. Producer. As well, he's involved. Yeah, that's I, he's not directing. Well, yeah. of course, it's the other guy. But but some like the trailers made it seem like he was directing. I was like, it did. People it said like from Master of Horror, audience. James Wan. Yeah, it, it didn't say like he was producing it. it. Just said from James Wan. Yeah, but he he's made some good stuff. Assuming I haven't seen most of it, Aaron says it's good, <laughs> and yes, he has. It's great, and he's I'm... produced some stuff that's not so great, like Insidious. Two. No, he, he directed Insidious. Did he direct Insidious two? Well, never mind. Yeah. Didn't... Never but mind. Two's not very good. No. no, no, it's not. One it's I didn't even not. really care for myself either, but other people One like was it. like all jump scare, no real, and not even really deepness jump scares. No, 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 no. I could, I'll probably bring that up on some other podcast if we talk about like horror something films. in that top or whatever. I don't favorite, know. least favorite like, horror films. I've seen like three in my lifetime. So you gotta watch I, more. You David, do. But... You do. I, bu- I just bought a ton so today because they were on the list that Aaron gave me. A lot of those movies are horror films. <laughs> like so. That's because 
I like horror people films. Love horror films. So and I want other people to watch horror because like, like everyone I try to get to watch horror films, they're like, "Oh, I don't like horror films," and I'm like, "Grow up." That's my sales pitch. <laughs> <laughs> and we brought it around. <laughs> All right. But yeah, Let's David, there's on. some great horror films on that list. So if I do send it to you, watch those ones. Oh, I'm sure. I, like I think the horror like genre is like a great genre. It's just I just don't see them. I don't know. There's some good ones on Netflix too. Can't think. Yeah, of them. I watch um, <laughs> Oculus on Netflix. I like Oculus. Aaron does. I did. Not. Right? We we better we yeah, better cut, really we better cut that we better cut the combo because yeah, I let's just cut it like here. Twenty minutes. We'll All talk right. about Oculus later. <laughs> so now let's move on to the movies that we have seen this week. Plasma shield to the RF discharge chamber. I have cryo cooler to reduce helium boil up and to dub it all up. We got a freaking Faraday cage. You want to go buy me a kite and then fly a kite? No, kites are sky trash. Who would like to go first? Um, I, I got. I think I know what I'm seeing because it's really mine's always short. Okay. I let us play. I played a lot of Pokemon Go this week, especially today. It's I watched Sonic, you know. Wait, I wanna, I wanna resume my <laughs> I'm, I'm comment joking. from last podcast that Pokemon Go is overrated. I'm walking back on it. It's not overrated. Hey, it's actually really awesome. <laughs> I just didn't play enough of it at that point. Exactly. Thank you, Aaron. We could talk about that. Um, what you've caught later. I've caught nothing. I'm still behind, everyone. It's okay. My sister has caught more Pokemon than I have at this point. She doesn't even play video games. So. I watched Ghostbusters. Yes. We should all talk about Ghostbusters. Let's, uh, let's start with a little bit of Ghostbusters. Uh... I can open up because I never saw the original Ghostbusters. Okay, everyone get mad at me. Yay, it's Well, classic. we have three, three very different opinions of the original Ghostbusters film. David has not seen it. Eh. And Aaron, you like it. I'm I sorry. like it. Yeah. So, so I mean, it's, not, it's not a perfect film, but, you know, it's just, it's funny. It's good. Yeah. So, my, when I, when Jake's like, let's go see this movie, I was like, I mean, it, okay. So, like, I went and saw it, and I was pleasantly surprised. I actually. Enjoy. I actually enjoyed it when I didn't expect I was going to enjoy it. Um, yeah, I, I didn't. Same for me. Well, I was afraid that uh, Melissa McCartney was going to play the same. McCarthy. Yes. So, excuse me. <laughs> I, I'm just. I'm just. I've, before anyone else gets to you, I want to just you know, speech. Been speech therapy for a while, so it's okay. Okay. Um, the King's Speech. Yes. Good film. I, I was scared that because <laughs> I I think she's overrated as an actor. She plays one. Aaron just looked at me in disgust. No, what? I no, think you agree, okay. don't you? But I do. Well, like I never was a fan of hers until I saw uh, Spy, and then I was like, I didn't really, uh, I didn't like Spy all that Is much. Spy good? Eh. I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was okay. It was eh, a couple good moments, but, but like. Not as great as it sound like people made it sound kind of thing. Okay. But what it did do is it like kind of showed me that Melissa McCarthy is like there's more to her than I thought, you know. And I think she showed that. See, I saw Ghostbusters. See, I saw Spy as well, but like I still think she played the same character as she played in The Heat. Like, like she always she always has to make fun of her own way, and she always just swears lie and just mixes up the words, and that those are all her jokes. 
But I don't, yeah. there weren't, I don't think there were that many uh, weight jokes in Spy, I don't think. I'm not Not seen that it. I can remember. I don't know. <laughs> and there <laughs> were, like, none in Ghostbusters. None at all. I was very yeah, surprised. So, so, yeah, I was, yeah, but in Ghostbusters, that's when like I, her shtick. She, um, I was very happy because, like, I actually enjoyed, like, she was probably one of the worst parts of the movie, but I still didn't mind her. Like, because it showed that she can have some acting abilities, and it also showed that she can play a different character and be kind of funny without swearing a whole lot. Well, I mean, so, I mean it was PG-13, so she really couldn't. Well, and, but I would say it's one of her better films. a lot films. of funny moments, I think. Yeah. And, um, but yeah, I, I kind of understood the cameos, like, from... Oh, no, no, before we continue this, David did not know who Sigourney Weaver is. I've uh, never seen... I was like, oh, it's like, Sigourney Weaver. He's like, I don't know who that is. <laughs> I'm like, oh. That's the plot, right? No, 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 no David, no, no. 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 <laughs> <sighs> oh, oh man. He was like, what has she been in? And I'm like, Alien, Aliens, Ghostbusters, Ghostbusters 2. <laughs> and he's like, something I've you seen. You have holes. never seen Alien, David. <laughs> oh, yeah, I've seen Alien. Oh, yeah, she's in Holes. Okay, you gotta watch Alien. You have to. Alien I own it. I own, I own every watch Alien both, film. David. Besides Highly Prometheus. I will. Because Prometheus sucks. We're gonna, we're gonna talk about that at some point. I'm gonna make the case. But... I was, and, oh yeah, and um, goodness, who's who's in it? That... Kate McKinnon, uh, Kristen Wiig, uh, Leslie Jones, I believe. Is her name? Okay, thank you. Yep. Um, Chris Hemsworth. Yes, Chris Hemsworth was great in that movie. I agree. All the really jokes enjoy- landed. Like I really enjoyed Chris. Great timing. <laughs> like the like the best like one of the best parts. He's like, um, what did he do? Like she. He like tried to. He popped out his lenses, and he's like, <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, why you wearing? Why oh, yeah, you pop out his lenses?" Like, oh, they, they, and then he just yeah. reaches in and scratches his eyes through his glasses. And he's like, "Oh, they get dirty." And then like he like he hurts his ears, and he goes, "Ah, my ears!" But covers his eyes. <laughs> he's so it's, dumb, and it's outstanding. It's so unlike the rest of the humor in like both that movie and the original Ghost. Busters, but I don't know it worked. Yeah, it was, it was, it was, it was funny, really and that's all that I needed from it. Yeah. yeah. So that was a very pleasant surprise. He played that, it so straight too. In, which my, was in my opinion, that was the best part of the movie. And when he takes a sip of the coffee, and he's like, <laughs> "I don't like coffee." He's like, "Here you but go." Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, there's sugar in that, and then the girl's like, "Oh, I mean, you can't let it go to waste." And she's like, <laughs> "Yeah." Uh, Chris Hemsworth is definitely a highlight. I think Aaron disagrees with me on this, but I think Kate McKinnon nailed nearly everything she does in that movie all of her jokes landed for me um her action sequence in the climax of the movie was the best part of the whole movie um and she kind of even had a little bit of an emotional moment at the end which i I mean we won't spoil but i just feel like she worked she was the best part of the whole movie to me but But yeah i kind of i like i just don't completely disagree because there was definitely a lot of great material from her or whatever just but like at the same time i felt like she was a bit uneven of a character because it's like it felt like a lot of her quirkiness stuff was just like kind of thrown in there to be quirky you know like it didn't 
and like it I, didn't always land and more of it was just like it's like when they re- encounter the first ghost and I suppose and she like pulls out like she, they like cuts to her and she's like eating potato chips and you're like that part okay. was a little weird it was some very forced uh, Pringles product placement it was just forced quirkiness and I think there were just too many of those beats to make me think she's her character was as solid as everyone else but, is saying but I'm kind of on the other here. hand that is just who she plays in like SNL and like pretty much everything like that is her her comedy shtick no yeah but SNL is so uneven itself well that's you know? true so Jake, recently you, speaking of Ghostbusters did you see that there's a Ghostbusters game out and it's a top oh, it's awful. down it's straight yeah, it's up awful. yeah awful. It's a top-down co-op. I was like, I read it. I was like, oh yeah, me and maybe me and Jake want to play. We saw the movie, and then like I looked at it. I was like, well, no, this looks awful. Don't touch it with a ten-foot pole. <laughs> Why do they no. even still make top-down shooters? Does anyone like those? Oh, anyone? Me. Yeah, really? me and Jake play a decent amount of top-down top-down yeah. games. I, I never. I don't like it. If if they're done well, that you'd be able to play it because like, um, Resogun isn't technically not top-down, but it kind of is. It's probably the best game on PS4 right now, but yeah. In my anyway. in my opinion, if they're done well and if it's co-op, then it's then <laughs> I like it. Um. Anyway, what what were we saying? Ghostbusters. Ghostbusters. Talking about Ghostbusters. I started thinking but about yeah, that I mission think... in Saints Row Four where you have to do a top-down shooter section. It's awful. Oh yeah, I hated that. That was awful. I hated that. Anyway, um, back to what I've seen this yeah. week. Ghostbusters. Oh well, I just wanted to say a little more about Ghostbusters. Oh, and just like it. my get, full get review, it off your chest. My full review is up on my blog That's now. That's true. Can read Check that for my more detailed thoughts. But I just felt like there was too much of it was just a rehash of the original. Like it basically followed the original's plot beat for beat. And so like it's it's not like it's a bad. Yes. It's it doesn't make the movie bad, but it just makes it too familiar that you just you wish they would have done taken more risks with it. But then I thought the movie was still recommendable and enjoyable because of the cast. Yeah, I just the cast loved the so entire nice. cast. And I found myself laughing throughout it, so it was worth it for me. Yeah. Also a good call-out to Michigan in the credits. Yeah, at the very end. That was nice. Oh, yeah, right. So, but uh, I would highly recommend this to everyone. Um, I. It turns out, as it normally does, that the internet's complete hate and vitriol was pointless for this movie. <laughs> like, there was no reason to be as up in arms about this movie as people right, were. Right, it's, it's just, like, for me, it was just, like, so okay. It's, like, it's not worth excessive hate. Even if you don't like the idea of a reboot, it's just, like, not worth all the hate. Yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But it never was, and we don't need to get into why I think it received all the hate it did. Well, we all know why it received no. the hated. <laughs> but we don't need to get into it. <laughs> David, what is the next thing on your on your So, list? in light of Pokemon Go being out, I've watched a lot of Pokemon Indigo League, which is like the first like it's it's the original story of Pokemon. It's Ash getting Pikachu, ca- getting his I thought Indigo League was like the second No, maybe I think it's something else. No, I'm thinking of something else. Now, Indigo League is, like, the original animation, like, with Misty and Brock, like, like, we're going on it, like, he's only 10, he's not 12, he's only 10 in this, in this series. Um, isn't he, like, supposed to be 10 in, like, all of them, though? Yeah. Like, like, even the new stuff, he's, like, still 10? He's, he's 
because he's living in purgatory where he has to just catch them all. (laughs) His only way to escape. And then I've today I um I watched just about all of season seven. Oh, Pokemon? No, uh, it's always sunny. Oh, what? Why are you laughing? Just, just, hear me out on this. Sorry, I'm going to go back to Pokemon. What if? What if in Pokemon? This is my fan theory on Pokemon. I'm not even that big of a fan. Don't you mean a Poka theory? A Poka theory. That, is that what they're called? I have no clue. Yes, th- yes it is. So Ash okay. has to collect all of the Pokemon. He's got to catch them all. And that's the only way he could escape Purgatory. But they keep adding more and more. So he can't catch them all. And he's just, he's just looking at them and it's like, this was just a pair of keys. You've got to yeah. be kidding me. <laughs> a chandelier? That's basically just the, the word chandelier. And and then like he's never going to catch Mew, because Mew teleports, like, wherever it wants to be in the plane, and there's no, like, for sure, like, thing that Mew will show up, so he's there forever. <laughs> Sorry, that just cracked me up. Anyway. <laughs> but I also watched uh, Season 7 of It's Always Sunny Today. Because right, I, I, I was watching seven? Frank's Little Beauties. Is uh, that the boat one? The, bo- the, bo- uh, the boat one is in there. They go to Jersey Shore. They, uh, Charlie McVanis, favorite episode of all time. <laughs> what else is in it? Uh, goodness gracious, I watch I mean, a lot. You don't need to name them all. No, yeah. it's fine. We get that, yeah. <laughs> like, like those, and, because I, I started watching one, and then I was just like, dang, it's so good, and then I just laid in bed and watched it all. I was like, well... I should probably go be active, so then instead of going to the gym, I went to Pokemon Go. Did you go to the gym, or did you go to the I tried to, gym? but my but my GPS is like, oh, we can't find you. I'm like, I'm on a street Google map. Like, if I'm going to die, then you can't locate me. <laughs> like, it's going to make me mad. Oh, my gosh. All right. And I don't think I've watched anything else. I also got the Platinum Shadow on Mordor. I got that today. You got today and already... Oh, you got the Platinum today. I thought you meant you got the game today and already... Oh, my God. That's the sound shape stuff right there. It took uh, 31 hours to get the Platinum. I don't know what it did for you, Jake. Uh, I'd have to check. I think it was, like, somewhere in the late 20s, though. So it must have been, like, 29 or something. But, yeah. You had to go back. He had to redo a whole section because (laughs) he didn't back up his save. Neither did you. So don't don't even... I didn't, but it worked out for me. Anyway, yeah, let's more not what the podcast is about. <laughs> anyway, Aaron, do you want to go next? Sure. All right. What so, have you been watching? Ghostbusters is really the only film I watched, but I Same. watched a lot more oh, TV. Know. So I finished Bates Motel season three. Nice. It was very good. They're they're getting closer and closer to uh, the events of Psycho, so it's getting really intense. So, what's going to happen when they do come to the events of Psycho? I believe I read somewhere that they're actually going to, well, they're going to, it's ending at season five. They've already, season four is already out, but I've been watching on Netflix. Netflix up to season three, but I've heard that season five will actually adapt the events of uh, Psycho. Now that is really cool. That will be interesting to see. But also like on the one hand, I'm like, do we really need to try to remake 
Psycho again. It didn't work out so well last time. But then on the other hand, I'm like, this is going to be different because it's uh, going to be stretched out to uh, season length. Yeah. And I also think it works well for the show because then it's not like the entire show is just build up. It's like the entire show is the build up and the payoff. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I, I didn't know they were going to do that. That I like that a lot, actually, because then you get the events of Psycho with these uh, actors and characters that you've known since, like, season one. Well, so really, that's... only one of the characters would stay over unless well, they right. with the adaptation. Go ruin! Um... I'm well, not, no spoilers for... It doesn't spoil Psycho, I mean... Hey, but Psycho is, like, 70 years old or yeah. what? Yeah, <laughs> it's... Go it's, do it! Don't do it, Aaron. It's in, the, it's in the spoiler public domain. Yeah, I feel like sure at this point. 40 years is the... I'm, I won't intentionally the, spoil it, right. but if someone accidentally spoils it, you can't call them out on it. If a, if a movie is 40 years old or older, then it, it's in the Not even that. Domain. Like, The Sixth Sense? It's already there. It's already that, one, the that one's different domain. because that was, like... Revolutionary. That one's different because everyone knows that spoiler. But everyone knows because everyone just spoiled it. That's true. Alright, fine. We'll we'll say thirty. We'll do thirty. Thirty years or older. Stunts isn't thirty years old. I know, I know, but I'm I'm kind of breaking middle ground anyway, here. <laughs> anyway, anyway. anyway. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I also finished season one of Crazy Ex Girlfriend. So it's excellent all the way through. Definitely gonna, you know, watch season two in the fall. Yeah. Love the show. Highly recommend it. But I'm also don't want to go into great detail because you're still watching it, Lacey. Right. And I want other people to watch it. So part of me feels like as I'm watching this show that I would have been okay if this is show is just one season. Like you know what I mean? Like does when it ends, just tell me, does it feel like it needs to be more than one season? I I think they like they could have ended it in one season, you know, but yeah. like the way it does end, they set it up for the second okay. season, you know? Cool, cool. Exciting. I like that show a lot. All right. And then and... beyond that, I watched uh, this show called uh, The Last Kingdom. I watched this with my family because my dad is actually a huge fan of the books that it's based on. Okay. And it's uh, it's a BBC show about, like, uh, England, like, back in, like, the... I don't even know what it is. Like, probably, like, the first century or something like that. Oh, okay. Interesting. But just, like, really early England history. And it's just, you know, it's a, it's actually a really good show. Just really interesting. Uh, mixing the history with the fantasy. And there's some great action scenes. And it's, it, so it's a kind of, like, a more realistic Game of Thrones kind Discount of show. Discount Game of Thrones? <laughs> Wait, is this, is this new or old? It's pretty new. No, it came out, like, last year. <laughs> okay, never mind then. <coughs> Sorry, but all right. And What's the name of that one? Last uh, Kingdom. The Last Kingdom. Kingdom. It's actually on Netflix now, I believe. Interesting. I have no nowhere near enough time to watch it, but yeah, you have a lot of stuff to get through. Yeah. And then uh, beyond that, I watched um, the first. I only watched the. Oh, it's. Just what, to clarify, Last Kingdom takes place in the ninth century. I was I was way off, but I didn't. Not know. way off. I, I mean, eight centuries. It's old. As soon as I said first century, I'm like, no, that's not right at all. So I had to look it up, and it's ninth century. 
or 8th century, or whatever I just said. All right. But anyway, I watched the first episode of the new Netflix original, uh, Stranger Things, and, like, it was okay, I guess. Like, I've heard a lot of praise. It's getting a lot of praise online or whatever, and it's just, like, for me, just watching the first episode, it felt too much like it was imitating, like, Spielberg and all these other, like, 70s movies kind of things. It looks a lot and it didn't like... Feel like... No, sorry, continue, sorry. Just continue, It didn't sorry. feel like it did <laughs> enough unique stuff, you know? It felt too close to an imitation, not enough its own unique personality. So, for me, since I'm not particularly nostalgic for that era, I guess... Like, I, like, I mean, I like the films from that era, certainly. Oh, but okay. it's, like, not... I didn't grow up in that era or whatever, well, no. so I'm not... Like, it does, I don't think it's going to have, like, the same effect on me. So I'm just more like, it feels like a pale imitation. Okay. But uh, Interesting. It looked a lot like Super 8 to me when, when yes. I saw the trailer. Like, uh, the same kind of feel. Uh, where it's uh, it a is. film and like, actually, like those old ones, but not made in that time. Yeah, and it actually made me start to think, like, why I loved super eight so much when that's like also a very blatant uh imitation of spielberg right but i didn't really care for this as much and i mean i don't really have an answer for that you're only one episode i think think maybe super eight just felt like it had more heart to it you know just between both the characters and just i think jj abrams was a lot more passionate about the filmmaking since he's such a huge spielberg fan or whatever and even had spielberg uh, producing that film Mm -hmm. so you know I think that's why I like that more, but so that one episode into Stranger Things, it's not, I'm not sold on it, but I guess I'll watch a few more episodes, you know, see what I think, see if it goes into any interesting directions from there. Yeah. I mean, that's the thing with Netflix shows is that if you see a show is getting praise and then you only watch like the first episode, you might not have the full effect, like, cause people have, which is a perfect segue, segue into the one to, we've, we've been rewatching. Uh, the, my last thing for what I've been watching this week, and that is I've been rewatching BoJack Horseman Bo in preparation Jack for Horseman. season three. I have as well. I I watched up until the episode "Live Fast, Die New In." I am a couple episodes into season two. Okay, so you're. Point. I mean, I've seen it already. David has not seen any of it. We are encouraging him greatly to. Yes. Watch this show. It is outstanding, David. You, you just don't understand, David, how much you're going to just feel for this animated horse. Yeah. You're just like, no, I don't know real. why, but this is just like the most moving show I've ever seen. Yeah. And it's is, about is it a comedy? animated horse. It's... it's like a dramedy kind of thing, I guess. So, now hear me out. There's like this new genre of TV and movies that have kind of been moving around a little bit. I think Crazy Ex-Girlfriend fits into it. I think Bojack Horseman fits into it. You're I the worst. You're the worst, yeah. Trainwreck as a film, I think, fits into it. Where it's like these movies and TV shows about people, good people, I guess, who just make awful, horrible life decisions and their psychological illnesses and how they deal with them and stuff. I think Bojack Horseman is probably the one that deals with it the best, honestly. Um, but I haven't watched all of You're the Worst yet either, so I don't know about that for sure. Well, I think 
you're the worst is more of a I guess it's more like a realistic, like true to life uh example of depression, whereas Bojack Horseman is more just like it it doesn't like exaggerate it, but it actually like lets the depths of it be shown, if you know what I'm talking about. You know? Yeah, totally. Just like the the, the <laughs> David <laughs> We're trying extent, to sell you on this, David. The extent of it that you don't actually like really see. I think I know what you're saying. Um, specifically, episode nine. I think you're talking about. We're not going to spoil this for you, David. Was it episode nine, or what was episode nine? <laughs> I don't want to spoil it for David. No, I mean like what was. I don't know the name of it. The name of it, or something, or it, something. It's the one where it Todd and Bojack and the girl from the show that I can't remember her name. They all get together and try to finish this book or whatever. Oh, yes. I don't think that's uh, episode nine. Hang on. It's no, it's episode eleven, I believe. Oh, sorry. I get. I got a ten episode season for some reason in my mind. It's the second to last episode, I think. Yeah. But um, that is the episode where you really like, you see it because I think that's the most effective way to show how he's feeling. You, like, right. really that's, delve into That's what it. I'm talking about. Like, the cartoon nature of the show allows it to explore it in a different yeah, okay. way yeah, I, than You're the Worst. I thought you were saying it, like, You're the Worst deals with it in a more... Because I honestly feel like Bojack Horseman deals with depression and I think, self-worth like, in a way that is the like, most you're adult. You're the Worst is more depression in, like, an interpersonal kind of way, you know? And then... Bojack Horseman is more of it in an individual way. Okay, yeah. And it just... <laughs> the abuse that he has taken his entire life is just so sad. That show is just so sad, but it's so it's also very funny. David, you really yes. need to watch it. Hopefully we've kind of sold it. It's only 26 Three. episodes and a holiday special. Can't... Holiday specials, yeah. I'm yeah, sorry. it's not very good. <laughs> but... Yeah. But it's season three comes out on Yeah, so Bojack Horseman is outstanding. Also, a great quote that cracked me up last night when I was watching was the he uh, or he voiced his opinion even though it was unpopular, and that's the most cowardly thing you can do. And <laughs> just laughed so hard. Yeah, that show is is really smart. Plus, also great voice cast with uh, Will Arnett, Allison Brie. Um, who plays Princess Carolyn? I can never remember her name. Uh, I have a list. Remember. So, yeah, whatever. But also a great uh, how, guest star voice cast. Uh, Adam Conover, Aisha Tyler, Christian Shaw, Christian Chenoweth, Stanley Tucci, Amy Schumer, and Yvette Nicole Brown, to name a few. Very great uh, voice cast to this show, so... If you're looking for a great show that'll also make you feel things inside and make you very sad. <laughs> but Bojack Horseman, I don't know. What's next? Oh, that's it for me. Okay, that's all for Aaron. All right. Well, now, there was a movie that I saw last week that I meant to bring up but forgot, and that is Swiss Army Man. Now, Swiss Army Man. How did you forget about Swiss Army Man? I have no clue. I have no clue how it slipped my mind. I didn't make I think a list. You, like, you probably saw it like early in the week and then yeah. just forgot about it. And I didn't make a list this past week, so I couldn't like I couldn't look at that and reference it. 
But you guys should see Swiss Army Man when it comes to whatever. Uh, DVD or rental. Yeah, probably rental at this point. Yeah. It's not, the theatrical release isn't going to get any wider. No. But uh, it, it's definitely worth seeing. I think this is also another movie that falls into that category, honestly. That I just... That new subgenre of film. But it's... it's it thinks so deeply about a, like a, two specific ideas about like what it is to live in this world, like what it is to be alive, and what it means to love, and what love is, and it like hits you, man. Like you just feel like heavy when the movie's done. You're like, oh, and it's really weird because it's a movie about a farting corpse. So I don't know. Yeah, I really wanted to see this, but. It was actually showing in a theater near my area, but I didn't catch it in time. So, like, now it's already out. Darn it. Realized it too late. But. Well, definitely rented, I'd say. Um, I will, worth, for sure. It's worth a watch. Um, but yeah, other than that, Mike and Dave need wedding dates. Saw that movie. It was a fine movie. It's like, was it was it actually a good movie? No, probably not. But it was exactly what I wanted from the movie. It was... Adam Devine, Zac Efron, Aubrey Plaza, and Anna Kendrick just having fun for an hour and a half. That's all I needed in my life. <laughs> also, David, you've seen it. There's that really yes. great scene on the beach with Adam Devine and Zac Efron where he's talking to him about the massage. Remember? Yes. And then he's like, what's next? I'm going to walk in on mom and dad and giving each other a push pop. It's like, what's a push pop? What's yes. a push pop? Good. He's like, I made it up. I made it up. It's not even real. You could tell. Like, a lot of that movie was improvised. You could really tell. Um, in a good ways and bad, of course. But uh, That ending scene was real weird. Oh, Adam. yeah. Yeah. I don't even know you could do it like that. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah. Like that. Yeah, so most of the movie was okay. I think those four, the four leads, were the best part of the movie, and everyone else around them was just awful. I'm like, why? Like, like the dad? Like, what was up with the dad? Dad was awful. The sister was, like, the worst part of the movie to me. Like, especially the massage scene was the most uncomfortable thing I've ever seen in my life. I'm like, why did they even include this? It's not even funny. So like yeah, it was I don't real know. weird. And then and then like the things that she says at the massage. Uh, yeah, yeah. And then the only like, part of that scene that's good is when Adam Devine is in it for the very end, and then you're like, okay, now now I'm done. <laughs> I don't know. It it was a good movie that could have been better if uh, maybe they just got some better. Like the whole cast of workaholics. Cast. Yeah. Yeah, the whole cast of workaholics. <laughs> exactly. Um. Then after that, uh, again, watch BoJack Horseman. Uh, Ghostbusters, and Chris' ex-girlfriend, and that's really it. Haven't really seen more than that. But the things I did see, I really enjoyed this week, so I'd call it a win. <laughs> right. Good week, good week for you. Good week, good week, good game, guys. GG. All right, now we're gonna move on to our ranking segment, the final ranking segment of the ten weeks that we've been doing this. Um, we will return to this again. At some point, I'm sure. But we're going to take a break because we've run out of things. I've said this at the front of the podcast, but just so you're reminded. We're going to be ranking the Hobbit films. Now, 
Let me just lead off by saying I really like one of these movies. <laughs> the other two, I was just like, oh, okay. But actually, I like all three of them. But I am, I've accepted that I'm pretty much in the minority on that. Yeah. David, I'm, impar- I'm impartial. I'm going to tell you my ranking right now. All right. Lead right into it. It's going to go three, one, and two. All right. Well, my ranking is one, three, two. Two is absolutely atrocious and the most boring film I've ever sat through in my life. I am going to go two. Oh, I hate you. One, three. (laughs) (laughs) Three has the epic battle. It's literally what? Battle of Five Armies? Battle of Five Armies, yeah. It's... It's that's so bad. Really, but that's, it's so that's bad. That's all it is. It's exactly one, it's a two-hour battle. Why, and it's why? not even good. It's like not even a good battle. Well, why? Why isn't it? Because literally nothing in that movie makes sense. What are the five armies? There's only like four on the screen. You have the mm-hmm. elves. You have the elves. You have okay. the dwarves. You have the orcs. Hmm. You have the humans. Humans. And then and the you animals. Have Usually, like, people change it between either the wargs or the eagles, or the fifth army. People, like, go back and forth going over which one it counts as. And I think, okay. like, some, like, more Tolkien nerds will, like, differentiate between, like, two different races of dwarves. Yeah, it's like his cousin comes. Help out yeah. or something, and then they'll, like, claim that's the fifth army, so I don't know. It's so bad. I'm sorry, I just... There are a couple. I put it last, but I actually like it. I like it just because like the. I think the battle's epic. I think it's just a lot of fighting, and that's what like I like. I went into that movie knowing there's gonna be a crap ton of fighting, and that's exactly what I got. So I was like, yeah, okay. Well, I mean, yeah, I went into it knowing that too. That didn't mean I was gonna like it. (laughs) I was like, okay, why is this three movies to begin with? This should have just been one movie. And two. Two movies. Like, the book is short, but it's also because it's like a kind of like a children's book, and it kind of like also, makes the detail very, like, sparse kind of thing. Like, things that you would have dense, to stretch out. No, the it's book, like not, not The pages. Hobbit. The Lord of the Rings is, but not The Hobbit. Oh, yeah. The Hobbit is actually a really light read, but, like, there's so much, like, character development and, you know, like, plots that, or, like, scenes that would take longer than they are as written. So I think two movies would have been best. I mean, the second film is the most unnecessary film, I think, in the whole. No, no. Second film, you got the encounter with Smog at the end, which yeah. is all great. No, alright, so this is what I'm saying. Everything up until that. Cut that out. Put the Smog part at the beginning of the you third got, movie. You got the spiders. You got the barrel right. ride down the so ocean. So boring. So dumb. So dumb. So dumb. I'm sorry. <laughs> That was so dumb. I I just, I like giant spiders in my movies. I'm like that one producer who wanted Superman to fight a giant spider, and then he couldn't get that, so he just put a giant spider in Wild Wild West. I'm that guy. That's how that is a true story. (laughs) (laughs) Um, what I was gonna say was, um, oh, I saw the third one in IMAX. What's the... How many frames is it? Not 24, 36? No, it was... What was it? 24 is normal. I think. It was 38, 38, I believe it was just double. No, 48. 
48, sorry, yes. It was awful. My eyes felt like they were going to bleed. It's 60, I don't remember. It's not 60, it's definitely not 60. <laughs> um, it was, def- it was no, 48, well, you were right, it was 48. But um, it was one of the worst film-going experiences I'd ever had, and that was the second time I saw it. I saw it twice, because I went with one group of people, and then someone else wanted to go see it. I'm like, all right. And the second time I saw it, it was... I have no yeah, clue that... how he thought that was a good idea. It was not a good idea. You gotta, you gotta experiment with cinema to, you know, break new ground. You, you do. Know, to create new technologies. They're I gonna be imperfect true. at first. He, but he, soon good thing we'll he probably experimented like with uh, an awful trilogy of movies. <laughs> not awful. I really like the first one a lot. Quite honestly. I really like 2 because, as I said, it has a lot of the scenes from the books that are my favorites. And I, I don't know, I liked them. I mean, it's like not the most... I guess, like, it's kind of like it suffers from being a middle chapter, you know, like, it doesn't get the beginning yeah. or the end. It does no, like, closure or really introduction. It's just kind of like a bunch of scenes with these characters, just the middle of their journey. But I don't know. I liked, I liked all the material in that. Uh, and, of course, I'm well, being... Well, not, not all the material, but... Well, no. Of course, I'm being hyperbolic here, too. I, I didn't absolutely hate these films, but they were not my favorite at all. I was they're a little disappointed, considering how much I love the Lord of the Rings movies. They're definitely a lot weaker which, than which the, is Lord just of the like films. messed up to begin with. Because Jake, you hate fantasy, and then you're like, I like Lord I, of the Rings though. I do not like fantasy that much. That is true. But you like so, Lord of the Rings and Game of Thrones. Exactly. Bang. Game of Thrones is fantasy. There is fantasy. It is no. I realize that it's fantasy. This is the thing. I'm not like anything sci-fi you could put me in front of, and I'll be like, oh, okay, I, I like this enough. Anything you. If you put me in front of, like, anything fantasy, unless it's Lord of the Rings or now Game of Thrones, I'm like, yeah, please, nope, do not want any part of this. Please take this away from me. Like, I don't know. Something about me just doesn't like that. Even fantasy games, I'm just like, mm, no, I don't need this. Well, yeah, but, you, but you bought Dragon Age Origins. Because it was $6. Of course I'm going to be like, yep, here we go. But yeah, the, the Hobbit movies are definitely not as good as Lord of the Rings, but I think... The reason I like them so much is that they're like they're still unique compared to like everything else you find in Hollywood. You know, like they have their own feel to them. Like, I don't know. They're no, not that's okay. like if... a lot of other big budget action blockbuster kind of things. You know. Okay. Like as, right. soon as, as soon as so... the music starts playing in the beginning of the first movie, I'm like, I'm sold. I'd like to spend another nine hours, whatever it is, in Middle Earth. <laughs> well, I even really liked the. Uh... The uh, dwarf song in uh, the first one. That, yeah, that that's a good one. That's that is a, that is a great musical number. You're right. I actually anyway. like the beginning in the beginning when they're all in his house. Yeah, too. that seems great. Like I said, I really like the first one. So, but it goes three, one, two. All right, are we gonna do this? We're we gonna yeah, crank it out. Well, I think three. So what, was your, for... what was your order, David? Three, one, two. So I think we go one as number one. Yeah, I'm, fair. I'm fine with that. All right, one. Because I told you I three on two last, so. Yeah, so three, one, one three, three, two. two. Was that David's? Un- yeah. Unexpected journey. Uh, yeah. Battle of the Five Armies. Desolation Smog. And I really like the Smog part. Like that part's great, but everything before that's just. 
I think that's why I have such a favorable opinion of it mainly. So, like as soon as I get to the end, I'm like, that yeah. scene's so, so great. I forget about the rest of the movie. I really like the riddle scene too in the original. Yes, probably the best scene in the entire. Oh, three I'd series. agree. I would agree. All right, so there's our official ranking. Now, Aaron, you have the bad movie of the week. Oh my god! I did not hit her. I did not. Oh, hi, Mark. Garbage day! Huh? No! What do you got for us? This is one... I'm not sure if you guys have seen this yet, but I kind of have to spoil it. Because I have to explain how absolutely stupid this is film it? is. What is it? And that is Taken 3. Okay, yeah, spoil, spoil it for me. I don't even care. Have you seen it, David? Is that the one that also has the same scene as the James Bond movie that came out? When they were that's two. That's no, two. that's two. With the, like, the same rooftop location? Yeah, that, like I remember like three movies that weekend had that same rooftop location. I'm like, what the heck is going on? Like That was awful planning. Yeah, that, was, that was weird. But no, Taken 3, though. Um, I, of, I think I've seen it. I don't know. It's you, you will know if you've seen it once I get into the plot. But You should probably never see it anyway, though. Wait, <laughs> I mean, is, that the, is there the it. ending construction, the construction yard ending scene in that, or no? I don't think that's one or two, so... No, I don't think so. Okay, we're good. But no, this... Three is the one where uh, Liam Neeson's character is accused of killing his wife. So, like, his wife is like, I kind of like you because he saved my life in the second movie, but mm-hmm. I still want to work things out with my new husband or whatever. So he's like, okay, I'll give you that opportunity. And then one day she, like, comes over to his apartment and he's like, I guess we need to talk about things or whatever. So I'm going to go get bagels or whatever. And he goes on to get bagels. He comes back and she's dead. And then he's like, I can't believe she's dead. And then as, like immediately the police come in and then they like try to set up this thing where it's like, he thinks he needs to, you know, you know, the trope, like he needs to uh, fight off the cops and become a fugitive in order to prove his innocence. Yeah. But like immediately as, as that happens, the whole movie just falls apart because there is no logical reason why he would be, why this framing job would be convincing. He, he goes out to get the bagels, he walks in, his wife is dead on the bed, and then the cops are there trying to arrest him, and he's like, this looks like I'm guilty. And it's like, no, no, this is you know, perfectly explainable. <laughs> and then they reveal later on in the film that basically their only evidence for this fact is like some fake forged text messages and like one neighbor who they apparently didn't even do a background check on to (laughs) confirm he was living in this building one neighbor heard like screams and be like oh no don't kill me whatever Liam Neeson's name is Brian it's just like Brian Brian yes yeah I haven't seen this one no but it's just the flimsiest framing job I've ever seen and that's confirmed at the end because the whole time he's being hunted down by a detective played by Forrest Whitaker. Mm, and at right. the end, Forrest Whitaker, after he solves the problem, then Forrest Whitaker comes up and he's like, I knew you were innocent all along. And he's like, do you want to know how I know? And then 
Brian Wilson is like, I want to know. Sure. And then he's like, it was because of it was because of the bagels. He's like, why would if you killed your wife, why would you go out and get hot <laughs> fresh bagels and then come back to the apartment? <laughs> you know, you know, it, it doesn't make sense. <laughs> That's like a thing that I think a killer would do. Be like, hey, you couldn't <laughs> place me here. I was getting bagels. <laughs> like... Nope, nope. Why, why would, you don't just murder someone, then go out and get bagels, and then come back and be like, oh no, they're dead. That's, I guess. Oh that, my god. That's the logic we're working with here. But just like the whole thing is just this weird. Like the plot just gets weirder and weirder. Like you think. It's like his wife was killed by like this terrorist dude as like revenge, and then he finds out that the she was killed because her uh, uh, current husband has like owes a debt to this terrorist dude or whatever. But then Liam Neeson goes to fight the terrorist dude, and the dude's like in his underwear, and they have like a fight, and it's like why is he in his underwear for this fight? I don't understand, but. They fight, and after he defeats him, then he tell then the terrorist tells him like that they were both being set up by the the girl's husband. Like the husband was behind it the whole time. The same new husband we met in the first original film was just like this normal guy, just you know throwing a birthday party for his daughter. It's, it's that supposedly makes no the same sense. Guy. <laughs> he is that now. Makes no sense. He's now got his wife murdered and tried to frame it on uh, Brian Mills in order to collect on the insurance money in order to pay off his debts. This is like $12 million insurance money on this woman who has been kidnapped in Istanbul in the previous movie, or wherever they were in the previous movie. That is the strangest character development that I think I've ever heard. (laughs) It's so jarring. It's like, how did we get from point A to point B here, but I don't know. There's, but it's like, it's the dumbest plot ever, but then you're kind of like, okay, taking films don't really need to have a good plot, but then just the action in the movie is so poorly directed. Like one of the, It's one of the most poorly directed films I've ever seen. Just there's, It's one of those action films where they use like 20 different cuts for like one thing. Like when Liam Neeson is first running away from the cops. He's, like, jumping over, like, this fence. And they literally use, like, ten different cuts and angles <laughs> oh, to God. show him jumping over this fence. Awful. And it's just, like, the most bizarre Overkill. and just nauseating action you'll ever watch. Wow. And so, Taken 3 proves that the Taken series should have never been a film series in the first place. No. But it also proves that we did not learn our lesson because NBC has the Taken TV show coming. Hooray. Awful. Wait, wait how do you make it? Oh, wait, no, yep. David, yes. How do you make a TV show out of that? Oh, no, she was taken again. Like It's a, it's a prequel for, like, it, it, it's not Liam Neeson anymore. It's a prequel about when his character was younger and, like, working for the CIA. When he learned his very specific set of skills. Well, I mean, isn't the Limitless uh, TV show doing okay? No, it got canceled. It got can- Well, never mind then. That is a it, show that that is a movie that like, never needed like people, to be a show. People liked it, but 
but did they actually have a cameo from the original guy who wasn't it bradley yeah, cooper? Um, bradley cooper bradley yeah. cooper showed yeah. up in like three or four episodes actually now what do like, you think of that movie he's yeah. like a major player in the show the, i thought the movie was yeah yeah i didn't see it was, it. It, was, it, was on, it was extremely forgettable i suppose yeah. It had you know, an interesting you know. idea, I guess. It's basically Lucy, but um, with a pill that uh, makes You don't know it... how David feels about Lucy. Yeah, we do. We do. <laughs> but, I mean, you got Robert De Niro in it, and... Uh... Yeah, he's not in the show. Now he's in that new movie, um, what is it? Hands of Iron or Hands of Stone? Clubs of Stone? What? We saw... Yeah. Oh! There's a, a trailer it. for a new boxing movie or something uh, based on a true story. Another boxing movie? How many but, but he's the trainer. He's the trainer, Aaron. Dude, come on. I think he's done that before as yeah, well. Yeah, he has. He has. I would assume. <laughs> um, yeah. But it's based on a true story, so at least we have that going for it. It's gets me so much more excited. Yeah, based anyway. on a true story. Making quotation marks again for yeah, you podcast true, listeners. True. Um... Now, before we get off of bad movie, since we just talked of about uh, when we were at the movie theater seeing Ghostbusters, I forgot to tell this when we were talking about Ghostbusters, but I have a little interesting movie theater story about when we went to go see Ghostbusters. David knows where I'm going with this. Oh, God. There was this group of people <laughs> that sat directly behind us. In a near-empty theater. Near empty, like there's maybe two, two, two to three other couples. Yeah, and before the movie, they were so loud. I'm like, this better not continue during the movie. And for the most part, they were generally pretty quiet. But right, you know, that after the first scene with Gabe from the office. Yep. Yeah. So after that first scene, the guy like clapped a little, and then you can tell someone just shot him a look. He's like, "What? That was a good opening scene." <laughs> like. Shut up. It's just everyone in here, shut up. But then there were two girls specifically behind us that would laugh at the things that I'm not even sure were meant to be jokes, but they just found them so hilarious, and they would go on for, like, 30 seconds. I don't know. It was very obnoxious. That's, like, one of the worst things in any movie theater is when someone's, like, so loud, and you're just, like, just shut up. I don't up. know. There was, there was, like, a very loud person in my theater, but I think it... In this instance, it enhanced my experience of the movie, you know, because like comedies okay. are more fun when you're like having a communal experience, you know, and like yeah. everyone's laughing and enjoying it. So, didn't bother me. If people are laughing during a comedy, I'm like, good. That's what they're supposed to do. I'm glad yeah. people are enjoying the movie. But they have to actually laugh at like jokes. <laughs> yes, <laughs> like, not agreed. Just, like when people laugh in Mike and Dave need wedding dates, I was like, okay, these are actual jokes. It's okay that you're laughing. Like when people are just laughing at things, like. Someone laughed. That's Don't spoil it. Yeah. But when a specific dark thing in that movie happened, someone laughed. I'm like, that's... I don't think you can laugh about that. Like, I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. yeah you do. Where he's... You know. I just made <laughs> was, a motion. That was a horrible motion. <laughs> anyway. Um, so now we're going to move on. To the fault in your stars. Oh, okay. I don't even have time to tell you how wrong you are. Actually, it's going to bug me if I don't. Your music's bad and you should feel bad. 
So, Jake, I hear you got a <laughs> review for it. <laughs> so, yeah, uh, cat's out of the bag. It was it was David's week to pick. He uh, he didn't he, – he just misread what I re- wrote to him. So, uh, I do have one, though. So, be, I will <sighs> – I have three different reviews for the same film. So, here oh, we go. You had this prepared, though. Yes, I do. I have a couple prepared in advance. Uh, five stars. This one will not tell you what it is, but I do need to read it. If critics tear this one down, I hope they go to hell. (laughs) Okay. Now. The real ones. Four and a half stars. This was a sweet movie. Predictable? Yes. But something light, funny, and touching with a good solid cast. Definitely a chick flick when you want to escape for a few hours. Am I right? You want? I have another one too. Is it? Did you hear the gray Aaron? You want to hear the final one? Yes. All right, five stars. I feel bad for those who didn't understand the meaning of this movie. I love it. Yes, this movie is not like the Lord of the Rings. (laughs) Oh, maybe not. This movie was meant to celebrate every form of blank. I don't want to say. It meant to be light and fluffy. Jokes are funny. You will understand it if you are a blank. You will understand it if you are a blank blank. You will understand it if you are a single blank and faced the moment to welcome your blank to your child's life. Is it, is Bad Moms out? (laughs) No, Bad Moms, it comes out in like a week. You... (laughs) To me, tears and laughs were everywhere. Is this so my this, big fat Greek wedding? One too? more. Sorry, one more. I'm sorry that if you didn't understand this movie, I think that it is an awesome movie. Every blank should watch. Every mom, my every big fat Greek kid. wedding too. No, 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 no. You want to take that guess back? Because I think you can obviously get this one. Well, what, what, he goes blank a lot. Is it every mom, every dad, every kid should watch? Wait, read it again. I guess David, I don't know David, if I'm on the wrong track. David, you definitely know this one. Is this Mike and David need wedding dates? No. I don't know. Is it a Pokemon movie? No. David, just... <laughs> I'll read the big one again. I feel bad for those who didn't understand the meaning of this movie. I loved it. Yes, this movie is not like The Lord of the Rings. This is the weirdest. This movie was meant to celebrate every form of blank. It meant to be light and fluffy. Jokes are funny. You will understand it if you are a blank. You will understand it if you are a blank blank. You will understand it if you are a single blank and faced the moment to welcome your ex's partner to your child's life. To me, tears and laughs. Laughs with an apostrophe S were everywhere. I'm sorry that if you did not understand this movie, I think it's an awesome movie every blank should watch. Oh, is it, um, what we talked about last week? Uh, a couple weeks ago. It's the, the one with the guy in the wheelchair that we all hated. What? What? The, 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 the beloved, 
Yes, is it me before, oh, me before, before you? Me? Whatever. Whatever, me whatever it's you. called. I think it's you before me. No, it's me before you. Never mind then. Why would well, it be you? What? It's not that one. Oh, maybe, it yeah, it is you before me. Never mind. No, no, I Why would it be me before you? That sounds really selfish. That is really <laughs> Well, I mean, she is selfish. A little... <laughs> yeah, you're right. No, it is me before you. What is this movie? <laughs> Anyway, it's not that. No, it's it's said from her perspective. Like, me before yourself is what you care about. Oh, okay, I gotcha. It sounds really selfish. It sounds awful. Based on the flat summary. Yeah. She is very selfish. So. Anyway. Do you guys not have a guess? I have no idea what you're getting at here. Is All it... my ideas are cut out, so I don't give us know. A hint. You give us a hint. I can give you a hint. It came out in April. Oh, is it um Valentine's Day? Is it one of those movies? It's one of those movies. Oh, what came out? Valentine's Day. Oh, Mother's Day. Day. Mother's Mother. Day. <laughs> there yeah. you go. Critically panned by ninety-three percent of critics. So there we go. Mother's Day. The best film ever made. Watch it if you're a blank. If you're a, if a you're blank. a mother. They said I didn't know I didn't want to include it. Said that. Watch it if you're a mom, if you're a Mr. Mom, if you're a single mom. I'm like, what is happening? Yeah, well you really only need to blank stuff that's like proper nouns. I guess specific stuff. Well, I'm sorry. Well the name mom is in the title, so I didn't want to like I guess, but it's like there's plenty of films that could be described as poor moms. I messed up. Okay, I was put on the spot and I messed up. Like My Big Fat Greek Wedding too. I thought that was a good guess. It was an admirable guess. No, it was guess. a good guess, yeah. Why, why the second one? Because that's because the one that's that the just one came out. Mom. and That's one, yeah, the one about her, her kid child now. Going to, like, college or whatever. And the and the fact that the, the first review was, like, critics better not tear this up or whatever. Yeah. It seemed like it'd be something beloved. Anticipated. Yeah, well, that's true. But Jennifer Aniston is in Mother's Day, and everyone seems to love her for some reason. So, Anyway, thank you guys for listening. Ten weeks, guys. Ten weeks we've been doing this. Whoa! <laughs> all right. um, thank you guys for listening. Uh, we will see you all again next week with a brand new episode, brand new segment as well. Um, but if you guys want to find us around the internet, you can find David Becker at dbex15 on Twitter. Uh, Aaron Hahn at Little Flame Dude on Twitter, also at this it's clever, clever blog, blog name is already taken. Thank you. Ghostbusters um, review is up. Yep, Ghostbusters review for him. Um, and if you want to follow me on Twitter, don't know why you would, but if you do, <laughs> you can find me at Jacob Scott Music on Twitter. Also, um, we have a Twitter page. It's on our uh, SoundCloud page now. Uh, we're also going to be on iTunes soon, hopefully. So look Holla. for us there. Holla! <laughs> um, don't know why that was a thing that just happened. But um, thank you guys for listening. Um, thank you guys for enjoying. Also, thank you guys for liking the most recent episode so much. We got like six likes on the most recent one. So people, people really liked that uh, Ghostbusters talk. So hopefully they like this one too. Anyway, um, thank you guys for joining me again. David, Aaron, thank you. Um, and we will see you all again next week with a brand new episode. Goodbye.